like you said that you and your therapist, like you'll say, I love you. Right. I don't know if we need to cut that out. Something that makes you feel like I can't say that on air, but no, I, I will say it. We say, I love you. <laughs> you say, I love you to your therapist. We, I think we, that's like illegal. I think it's right. Illegal. And I realize there might be some like conflict of interest at this point, given how close we are, but couldn't be no way. Couldn't be. She tells me everything I want to hear. And she also tells me everything I don't want to hear because she cares about me, you know? Just a heads up that this episode has one high-level reference to eating disorders. If that's a trigger, feel free to skip. Welcome. You are here at the Not For Everyone podcast. I am joined by the beautiful Jay-Z DeBakey. No relation to Jay-Z. Yet. I'm going to find a way. Yet. <laughs> and I'm Caroline. I don't think I've shared much. We haven't really shared that much about ourselves on here. Intros always feel weird to me. Yeah. Should we, or should, would you say we should not? I feel like maybe we should like give them a little, yeah, something to bite on. (laughs) Okay. So like when I was seven, I swallowed a penny and I had to go to the hospital because I liked how I liked the cold coppery taste. (laughs) I was short on toys or food and I was sucking on a penny. No, I, I had both, but I did have to go to the hospital. What happened? Um, what did they do to you? They, the whole thing was kind of ridiculous because obviously I wasn't choking. Like, I don't know how long it took to get to the hospital, 15 minutes or something. And they're standing there talking to me, asking me a bunch of questions, which I answered. One of which the, the questions was like, can you breathe and swallow? I am talking. Yeah. Um, and then I think they had me drink some orange juice. What? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like orange juice is one of those things because it's acidic, right? I yeah. feel like you see these cleaning videos and they demonstrate their cleaning product on a penny. And yeah. one of and the, you'll see somebody use like, instead of buying a cleaning product, buy orange juice and clean the penny that way. Like, were they trying to just clean, clean the it penny? Up. <laughs> I didn't ask any follow-up questions. I just remember being frustrated that the process didn't make a ton of sense to me. And I was right. like, it's in there now. I don't know what you want me to do. What's a fun fact, Jess? Okay, well, that reminded me of a couple of different things. I'll go with this one if we're talking about hospital visits. The only time that I've broken a bone was my left pinky, which will not, I'm holding up my hands right now for Caroline. I can't bring in my left pinky as close to the rest of my fingers, like my right one. That pinky is wild and yeah. It's just out over here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it was a dodgeball game in middle school. And our friend, she threw the ball and it bent my pinky back like so far because I was trying to stop it. And I just like only put my pinky on it. And it like turned black and blue that day. I just like walked around school with this like ratchet pinky. (laughs) (laughs) and then um yeah that night my mom was like yeah we're gonna go to the hospital the thing is that they couldn't do anything for me they just I think they put like a little stint on it yeah um which I only wore for like a day because I wanted to shower oh yeah there's something like with breaking fingers and stuff it's like it just dangles now we can't we decided we can't do anything literally they were like there's really nothing we can do and I remember specifically that they asked me what happened when I first like sat down and I said I broke like I don't know I was playing dodgeball at school and they laughed at me like the nurses were kind of on the younger end and I was a highly developed teen like I probably looked much older than I was because I already had like 
C cups. And so they just laughed at me. They thought that was appropriate. I'm like, I'm a child. I'm 12. Like, this isn't nice. <laughs> I want to say there are a few things more traumatizing than a medical professional laughing at you in your face when you're a kid. You're like, that's very upsetting. Totally. That's I, very actually, upsetting. I actually have a lot to say on the topic of like traumatizing stuff as a child. Yeah. In- doctor's offices like yeah so many moments um my pediatrician growing up was an old Lebanese man my parents are Lebanese this is how they the listeners learn more about us we just tell stories yeah my parents are Lebanese they were both born and raised in Lebanon um but you know got married here had us here everything our pediatrician was this older gentleman who was one of my mom's professors in medical school in Lebanon but he ended up in Maryland and my mom ended up in Maryland. And so she sent us to him as our doctor, our whole lives. And he was just not equipped to be the, the doctor for like a growing young girl. Um, Oh no. And so, and like I said, I developed very quickly. Like I was one of the first ones wearing a bra in the fourth grade. Like I number one, yeah, I was like right to it real quick. And I was a little bit chubby and um like uncomfortable about that. And and he just supported you and heard you and helped you every step along the exactly. way. Exactly. But <laughs> that's the end of the story. And that's the end of the story. No, there were just so many moments when he would like speak in Arabic to my mom off to the side. Like he'd weigh me and then say something in Arabic to her. And that was my signal of like oh, it's something that he didn't want me to understand because he's speaking the language that they know, but I don't wow. know. Yeah. Um, it must be about my weight. And he just did not know how to like communicate with me that I should, you know, exercise or eat better or whatever. And by the time this, the damage had been done like quite early say, with him. What a negative experience. Right. But eventually his daughter joined his practice and she was like straight out of medical school, like a younger woman. And I was like 16 at the time, still going to the pediatrician. And um, he was like, oh, let me like transfer you to my daughter because, you know, she'll be able to care for a teen girl a little bit better. But his daughter was like this model, like thin beauty and made me feel really judged in a whole different way. And Mm. there's just so much wrapped up in- that doctor's experience when I was a kid, there's, we need to be better about this. I'm actually very passionate about it. Yeah. As I started to explore like my body image stuff when I got older, I realized so much of it was rooted. Like my so fear young. of stepping on the scale is rooted in that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like probably eight, you know, the first time that that came up. It's crazy the things, yeah. The things that you would absorb, oh my God, eight years old. Yeah. Probably. The things you're absorbing at that age or like, and even younger. Yeah. You you don't get to just start talking to teens and 20-year-old girls or guys about how to have a positive body image and like put a bunch of like plus-sized models in your campaign and like, you know, have some health classes in high school. It's like you're absorbing it from the age you're two years old and you're hearing your mother talk negatively about herself mm-hmm. yep. or how she needs to eat less or how she needs to whatever. Like, oh my God. Yeah. By the time, by the time you're actually, your body is changing, the whole negativity of it is far down the road. If that's what you've been exposed to. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, um, yeah. And there's so many antiquated systems too, like BMI, mm. you know, I think that's still something that science is 
figuring out. I have some sure. doctor friends who are very like, you know, we know it's not perfect, but it's the best thing we have. And I have others who say like, it's totally antiquated. I don't even use it with my patients, but I definitely think that was the root. That was like the first BMI was the easy line of defense for a doctor with an eight-year-old who was a little bit heavier, like, oh, well, she's, you know, five feet tall. And how tall are you when you're eight? Not five feet. Six, six, seven feet. I don't know. Two. Whatever. What the fuck is an eight-year-old? I don't care. Remember the last time I saw an eight-year-old. I got no business with them. I don't know, but I've been this height. I've been five, three since I was. Three decades. Yeah. 11 the whole time I've known you the whole time I woke up on my ninth birthday <laughs> wait we're the same height we are the, are, are we the same height I'm 5'3 yeah oh my gosh did you think we were the same height I guess I didn't think I don't know <laughs> I guess I I'm certain I haven't thought I'm digging for compliments because you do have a tallness to you that's what I was looking for. You have I a do, height. I have you. a tall energy. <laughs> you have a tall energy. I think people usually think I'm shorter than I am. I probably thought you were five two, and maybe you there thought it is. I was five four. I'll give. Yeah, I would say or five five. I would have believed for yeah, sure. I I think I I like to take up space as we all should. You know, I like to shrink. No, <laughs> no, I'm not saying one should. See, this is the thing I struggle with on this topic of like. So I already was aware at some point that my incessant negative self-talk had to come like at some point I realized okay that has to come to an end at some point because eventually I hope to have kids and I will not put them through listening to me talk to me Mm. Uh, that's the only thing that could motivate me like that's very responsible but then there's like been a new weird kind of like complicated feeling of almost responsibility having a public profile now And I know some people comment, they watch my YouTube channel with their younger kids, 12 year olds, whoever, or, or just other people, no matter what age they are. And I feel this like pull all the time between wanting to be authentic because everyone wants you to be authentic. Yeah. And they also want you to be a role model, (laughs) I I think, but like, I'm actually not both because if I'm, if I speak like positively about myself. I, it's no longer authentic. Right. So it, I don't know. I feel this tear all the time between whether to be myself and, and whether to be the ideal example, which I certainly am not. I am not the ideal example in infinite ways, but yeah, it's like a thing. It's like the more people like me, I think people, you know, say they come for the authenticity, And then the more people who come for the authenticity, the more they want you to be, to exemplify good things. Mm. And it's like, I will never be both. I can't be. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting that you're already feeling that. Um, I think I have a belief, but it is a probably naive belief that could easily be changed the moment that I feel I have any form of notoriety. Yes. My notoriety. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm going to drop this word. It's long. (laughs) I feel like to me, I way more value authenticity than I do somebody being a quote unquote perfect role model, because I think that the role models that we need more of are imperfect people. Like people need to see even this woman who I 
admire and I find so funny and beautiful and I love watching her videos every week um is hard on herself like wow like somebody who I aspire to be like is imperfect like how freeing is that so Mm. I actually think that there's a lot of value in being both you know, and being whatever is authentic to you. And the people yeah. who want you to be perfect can go find somebody who's fake. You know, they can find somebody who's faking Fair. perfection. There's plenty of them out there. I think what like differentiates you, differentiates, you know, hopefully I try to be this way. Me differentiates people that I enjoy following and I stay following is that quality of like, I'm going to show you the good, the bad, the ugly. I think there's been more of a movement to that towards that in the last couple of years because there's been so much criticism of the like expectations that exist on social media and how it's unrealistic for kids and and I'm I'm all for it but it's much harder it's much easier said than done and it's easier said by like a consumer who's watching stuff than it is by somebody who's actually putting stuff out there and feels this pressure on both sides you know well, it's super, it's so helpful to hear you say it. And as soon as you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, duh. What am I saying? <laughs> also, I'd like to say for the record that I'm not saying that I think I'm a role model. <laughs> I just mean, I think it's like just an extension of that thought of like what I wouldn't want to expose my own pretend children to. And then I'm like, oh, should I be perpetuating? Like one thing I found, I pretty much don't know how to talk about on mm. YouTube or like in any public way is, um, body image stuff, which is not a non-issue for me. I almost died, uh, from anorexia and, um, was hospitalized and like you, we knew each other. We were in high school at that point. And it was, it was a, like, I don't even know how to state the enormity that, that, world like takes up in my mind because I have very good habits these days but the brain space is still rotten I'd say yeah how could it not be yeah it's it's tough I don't know I'm proud of like the progress I've made I'm really proud of it and also I'm like I don't think my brain is my thoughts are safe to share on the internet and, and I don't really talk about it especially on YouTube, which feels like harder to talk about things than on a podcast. It's like one of the reasons I was interested in a podcast because it feels like a way safer space, to be honest. It's one of the things I care most about. And it's why I'm afraid to talk about it and upset someone else or like not represent their experience with body image, which is extremely personal and touchy. And then also feel like it's too vulnerable for me to talk about it because I care about it so much. I like can't. Because I care about representing it right. Yes. And having a better experience and being honest, which I think a lot of people like to represent body image by just being like positive, positive, positive. We're all positive. And like that never felt healing to me. That never had any fucking effect on me to just hear people say that they love themselves over and over. No, I hear you. I have wondered to myself and, you know, actually been unsure whether to ask, but I'm Mm. glad you brought it up how you feel about that topic because i you know i i knew you in high school i knew what was going on a little bit um and i am really proud of you too for like all the work that i can see that you've put in and the better habits that you have formed but of course it's like a forever thing it's like a lifelong it's like addict somebody who is 
three years sober will still say I'm an alcoholic because you're never like fully healed from any of these really terrible um, illnesses really. And it's like a lifelong thing to keep yourself in check. And yeah, I've wondered if it's something that you would broach on the podcast, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, where do I even start? I know. And I, I totally hear you. I think body image, you know, I have not had as severe of a struggle with it, but it doesn't mean it hasn't been a struggle for me. And I think it's been a struggle for every woman, if not everyone, you know, in some way, shape or form to some level. But I even on peaking, I, I did a book club about body image. There was a certain book that I love actually. I remember. Um, yeah. It's called body talk by Katie Storino. It, it's a cartoon like workshoppy book. It's really great. And I put together a book club for people to talk about it and it was really healing. It was really wonderful to like be so open with a few people who um, listened to the podcast. And my intention was to put that together into an episode, clips of the book club, we recorded it. And I never actually did that and never released the episode because like a month later when I was planning on editing and putting it out there, I was in a really bad place with my body, Mm. my eating habits. I was really stressed out in life. And whenever that happens, my anxiety takes over. I stop wanting to eat. I stop having an appetite. And I felt like, It's so inauthentic for me to publish this thing um, about a month ago when I was feeling really good in my body. Like, so this is, (laughs) you know, yeah, I feel like that's the whole thing. That's my whole, like the thing I would actually want to see added to the body positivity movement. Cause right now, okay. Broad strokes, generalization, body positivity is mostly about people just being like, we should be positive about our body. The end. And the, I, I agree with that statement. And also like, it's not super actionable. How do I get there? And mm-hmm. to me, hearing you talk about the very genuine, authentic ways that you do want to feel positive, you you organize a whole book club around like this thing you cared about so much. You care about making it into a positive thing. And also the next week you can feel really negative about it. Like that, that's the truth. Yeah. And like, I wish that there was space to like hold both of those things because that's the experience. Like when people get up and say, I've only ever felt really positive about myself. I mean, maybe they're telling the truth, but I'll tell you what, I've never met those people in real life. I only seem to see them on social media. I've never met those women in real life. I can't think of a single woman I know who's truly can say I've never batted an eye of negativity towards my own body, which is like, that's sad that that's the truth, but I wish that body positivity had room for nuance, but it feels like if you express anything negative, people are like, no, not that we're positive. It's like, okay, well, (laughs) I guess I just won't talk to you anymore then. And in the meantime, I'm just dealing with this more and more isolated. Yeah. That's, that's what I found to be really hard about it. That's, that's so true. And what I said earlier was I love when people are authentic and show us the highs and lows and how everything in life is a journey. But then this is a perfect example of a topic that is so hard to do that with because, you know, when I did that body image book club and everything, I was even like, I can't post this because it's not authentic to how I'm feeling right now. And I'm even afraid to talk about how I'm feeling right now because I don't want to be a bad role model. Like I don't want 
the thing that I say about body image to be, yeah, "Yeah, this week I haven't eaten because I'm anxious and it's complicated because I feel skinny and that feels good, (laughs) but also that's a fucked up way to feel. And I don't want you you all to know that. And it's both. It's like, I, I need to be able to express the truth for my own healing or whatever, but I also want you guys to have a a different experience. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I have no answers. It's very complicated. I do feel like if I have a daughter, I'm just going to lie to her. Like I'm just, I don't, I don't think. No, unpack that. Now you have to unpack that. You know, I think it's the whole parental thing. Like I don't, I don't want a kid to have to bear the brunt of, I don't know. It doesn't matter. What kids, what kids? True, but true. And also to use your phrase. You love the and also. And also. And also is from my therapist. Yeah. I freaking love it. It's like so comforting every time you say and also because it's like always in the same tone and it is the same. And also, it's like a big crescendo. Yeah. I like also and also I do feel like we should both confirm our therapist's names if if they are to be named because they're gonna be brought up here all the time. Please. My therapist is named Barbara. She's the love of my life. She's an angel (laughs) sent from above to protect me from all things. You know how some people put emojis next to people's um, contact in their phone? Yeah. I don't do that with anyone other than Barbara, who I have an angel baby and a flower next to. I don't have (laughs) icons next to anyone else's name in my phone. She needs to be protected at all costs. Thank you, Barbara, for everything you do. And talk about your therapist. <laughs> I also have a Barbara and I call her Nancy. Nancy. That's a nice nickname. <laughs> it's a nice nickname for Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nancy, I've been seeing for like, I don't know exactly how long, but I on and off over 10 years. I love Nancy, but I'm so, sometimes I'm like, I have that thing where I'm like, does she hate me? <laughs> I don't know. Like you said that you and your therapist, like you'll say, I love you. Right. Oh yeah. I take a lot of pride. I don't know if we need to cut that out. Something that makes you feel like I can't say that on air, but no, I, I will say it. We say, I love you. (laughs) I love you to your therapist. I think that's like illegal. illegal. Right. My sister doesn't even say I love you as frequently as my therapist does. Um, Yeah. And no baby angel for Caitlin. Well, exactly. I just really like to brag that I am probably her favorite client. Yeah. And I um, realized that this is I realize there might be some like conflict of interest at this point, given how close we are, but couldn't be no way. Couldn't be. She tells me everything I want to hear. And she also tells me everything I don't want to hear because she cares about me. You know, um, I've been seeing her for like seven years. So yeah. Similar. Yeah. That's amazing. Also, I- I'm sitting in the complete dark right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you notice I'm sitting in the dark by accident? I have to turn on a light. One second. Okay. Tell me more about Nance. Can I call her that? You can call her Nance. I don't know. She's, she's more withholding. I mean, I think everyone hates me, but. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to yeah, suggest. So it's, it's no surprise, <laughs> but you know, this is the thing about, this is the thing about thinking everyone hates you is that some of them do. Some of them uh-huh. do because oh, totally. for it's true for everyone. So I realized the, the paranoia of going through life, thinking everyone hates you ironically means that you'll just never know who hates you. Cause some of them do, but I have no way of distinguishing them. And so I do ultimately just assume that it's everyone, if that makes sense. I have no way of distinguishing. And my my like radar is off. My my rage jar is off. Ooh, that's nice. It's um, not that good, but 
I feel like I have the opposite problem. <laughs> We're like think everyone loves you. <laughs> I assume maybe they not do. Loves. I I kind of like assume the best until proven otherwise with a lot of things, and so that's a good mentality. It is, but it's also like you know nobody can be perfectly liked all the time. There's people out there who don't like me, and but also, what's the benefit? What what's the benefit of assuming? everyone doesn't like you like what does that get you also I've seen you with people and they do mostly like you yeah but I surround myself with the ones that like me you know I get rid of the other ones real quick if they exist I don't I don't even like process that they might not like me it's just like if there's no connection here then we're we're not sticking around yeah okay um I have a feeling that Nancy likes you just fine if not loves you but maybe has better boundaries than Barbara and I do she recently <laughs> she recently signed like a card or like a note or something she had to sign to me and she signed it um from <laughs> I think it was warmest she signed it warmest which is frigid cold she Stop signed it, it <laughs> warmest and then she says like I it, it is a delight to know you I hope I get to know you forever or something like that which felt really nice. That's beautiful. And then I was like, oh, maybe it just means she wants my <laughs> money for money forever. <laughs> like, that's how quick it was like a second and a half until I got to that thought. Yeah. I'm not surprised that you got there. Warmest is better. Some people say warm regards. Warm which regards. Is cold. You might as well just say you're dead to me. Warmest. Warmest is the peak of warmth, unless you were to <laughs> sign it like hot and that would be boundary crossing again hot for hot for you hot for you you, nancy ttyl (laughs) yeah i have a feeling that you guys are good how did we get on the topic of therapists Hmm. i don't know do you ever on your phone like look through your recent google searches yeah well sometimes i'm like confronted with them like i'm harassed by them what do you mean like if I need to search something on Google and I'm like with a friend or something and I'm like, oh, let me just look it up really quick. And then you start typing and your recent searches pop up and you're like, God damn it. I'm like with someone like, please, yeah. for the love of God, <laughs> for the love of God, I feel like I'm harassed by them. Don't confront me with the reality of me. Right. But do you have good ones right now? Let's I haven't looked. I haven't looked. Do you want to do you want to read yours to me? I don't know. Wait, actually, I kind of forget how to look. How do you read your searches? Oh, there they are. <laughs> there they are confronting you. Smack so in the sad. face. <laughs> I hate this. Okay, read your read yours first. Read one. We'll go back and forth. Am I skipping any if that I deem uninteresting or am I allowed to skip nothing? No, I think the uninteresting ones could be funny. You don't have to read all of them, but like just give us a taste. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is already sad to me. The first one. The first one is just women's clothing, 14th street, because (laughs) I was trying to think of the store where I got a coat, but for the life of me, I couldn't rename it, figure out the name of the store. And that was the only way I could think to Google it. And spoiler, it did not help me find the store. Oh, I was going to be like, spoiler, was it made well? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like, it was marine layer. I eventually figured out I could just look at the tag on the jacket that was four feet away from me. But for a Stop. while, I was just looking at women's clothing, 14th Street. Yeah. A lot of times I'll be like, 
comfy in my bed online shopping and I want to buy something from a store that I've like bought from many times and I could just go to my closet and pull out the sweater and be like was this a large or a medium but who would do that who would do no that? so I will like dig in my emails to find the like order receipt from three years ago to figure yeah. out what the size was before I will get up out of bed so I can well the alternative yeah is that you'd have to get out of bed right what's yours so my first one is Google Podcasts, which is really freaking boring because I made sure that our podcast is on Google. I just wanted to use this opportunity to tell people that it's on Google now. Because you're responsible. <laughs> but I'll give you my second one, which is New Taco Place on North Ave, Chicago. That's almost Be- as vague as mine. Yeah. Women's Clothing 14. Yeah. What was I that? Drove by this, I've driven by this taco place that's around the corner from me so many times. And I, oh my gosh, I just remembered the name as I was sitting here. I've been trying to remember the name. Wow, that's like, weird. Look up when they're open. It's called Taco Palette, which is a funny name. Um, <laughs> I've never been there. Can't recommend. I can recommend plenty of other taco places in Chicago if people are interested in that for a later, you know, segment. But um, <laughs> this new place. Okay, I found it and I'm pinning it. This was really productive for us. I am going to write that down as a segment. My taco recommendation? Yeah, just a taco recommendation in Chicago. I've decided that any... Any episode segments we come up with, I'm probably going to be tired after doing them once. So don't hold us to any segments. Okay, what's what's the next one for you? What temperature to cook bacon? <laughs> you were oven cooking it? That's the best way. Yeah, I actually didn't end up cooking it at all. It said 400 and I said I don't at the time. Oh, and you just ate it raw? <laughs> I didn't eat it raw and sitting in the fridge. Okay, my next one is average sunglasses size. Explain immediately. I was shopping for Christmas gifts and um, there's like sizes on the Ray-Ban website for sunglasses. And I have never thought um, to myself, like, what size am I? What size is this person I'm getting a gift for? Which is funny, though, because you do have to choose sizes for like glasses. That's true. I had huh. no idea what I was doing. And so then I looked up like a size chart for average sunglasses. I was like average men's sunglasses size. Like I was looking up a bunch of different things because I can look up the measurements on Ray-Ban, but then I don't know what my boyfriend's head size is. Oh, yeah. So then I had to be like, what's an average man's head size? And then I had to be like, I think his head is kind of big. So I think I have to add another inch here. So I don't know if what I got is going to (laughs) work. What did you end up guessing his head size was larger than average? I think I went for the extra large because the website also said that was the most ordered size. And I was like, okay, hopefully that doesn't mean that's an average man's head size. Hopefully that means a lot of men with large heads are choosing these sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wouldn't even have thought of that. Oh, it was a journey. I can keep people updated on if that gift works out in a couple of weeks. It's a segment. It's a segment. (laughs) Write it down. (laughs) Okay. What's your next one? My next one. I just looked at it. My next one is, I don't know why I wrote it this way. Apple Watch. <laughs> Apple Watch Go Back. What? Apple Watch mean? Go Back? I couldn't, I just got it. Was that one of those moments when like you were typing <laughs> Apple Watch and then you were also having a conversation with someone and so you typed the words that you were like saying to them or did you mean for that to be a that. search? <laughs> no, I got an Apple Watch and I really don't know how to use it. I've never used an Apple Watch. And I was trying to figure out how to like 
go back in an app to like like on when you're on a certain screen in an app I could only exit the app I couldn't go back in any way and I didn't get any answers so I don't think you, you can I don't I don't think you can but also I definitely thought what you were searching for is like Apple Watch return <laughs> an Apple Watch go back I'm going to show up to the Apple store and be like, I'm here for my go back. (laughs) I scheduled it because you have to schedule everything here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What's your next one? The next one is fake famous, which. Ooh, I'm intrigued. It's a documentary style movie on HBO. It's about like three women who they turn into influencers and then they watch, they like explore kind they of They turn how... them into influencers how? I don't know. I don't know. But it's kind of like, do you remember that show Made on MTV when we were growing yeah. up? Yeah. Oh, which was a fascinating the best experiment. Show. Oh my God. I loved it. So I think it's kind of like that. They turn these regular women into people with social followings. And then they okay. examine and follow like how their brains change. Like there's kind of a psychology <clears throat> to oh. it. As well as how, so yeah, scary. just like how their moods, how their like self-esteem, like all those types of things change. Um, and of course, somebody recommended that to me when I told them that I'm starting a podcast with you and they were oh, like, oh God. God, watch this. And I was like, maybe not. <laughs> oh God. I don't even know if I can. I probably should. I feel like I could enjoy watching it. One of the weirdest things about like having any kind of social media following is that like, like you start experiencing things, which like, I'm not even big on social media. It's just different from having no social media, you know, like how many, I don't know, whatever disclaimer you need to hear from me. I know I'm trash. What I'm saying is that (laughs) people follow me on social media now in a way that they did not before. And there are things that then start happening to you. And then like things change in your life. But in the meantime, it's all happening over the internet. So like, it's very solo and it's not shared. So it just becomes like, yeah, it's like, it's all a very isolating experience. And like, I don't usually know who to talk to about it, or I don't even know if the thing I'm experiencing is because of social media until I happen to talk to someone else who's going through the same thing. Yeah. I have even noticed what you're describing about the isolating feeling just from my very small taste of it the past week with people following our podcast and stuff. And I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, this is so cool and fun. And like people I don't even know are excited to meet me quote unquote or like excited to listen to what I have to say but then it's it's just very fleeting and empty too in a way it's like okay and now I'm just still sitting on my couch like there's not exactly there's not a physical manifestation there's not like some difference in my day-to-day not that I want there to be I like my day-to-day life but it's also just kind of weird that like this thing is happening yeah that's kind of significant but it's just numbers on a screen exactly and then it doesn't sync up with the rest of your life which is also still happening I don't know if I'll ever want to if I'll ever end up airing anything about this because it feels so hard to talk about it yeah without people like misinterpreting it or being mad or something but like every single time I've had a big spike in a following or views or something like a viral video or something that like rapidly increased to like a different level. Like every time I've had a mental breakdown for like a month afterwards, but I eventually noticed the pattern. Every time I would have a viral video, I'd have like a complete, complete breakdown. And then you kind of like get used to it. And then that's just like your new normal. 
Yeah. 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 I don't know. My next Google search. I think it was my turn. Give it to me. Okay. Well, my last one, (laughs) it is (laughs) J-U-J-J because I was looking up how to spell the word zhuzh. (laughs) And guess what? It's not J-U-J-J at all. But it should be. But, but it, it should, should be. Judge. Judge. So, so you did eventually figure out how to spell judge, which is how. According to Merriam-Webster, it's Z-H-U-Z-H, which is shocking that there's no G, at least a G, if not a J in there. Like yeah. something with the Z. Um, but I get the Z-H is kind of that sound. I would have entertained even an E somewhere, like at an end, at the end of it. Yeah, at the end of it, sure, to give the U that type of sound. Wow, judge. I do spell, another, how do you spell, okay, the word usual, a lot of people will abbreviate it and say use, like, oh, oh just the use. How do you spell yeah. that if you're like texting me? So truly, I would absolutely avoid texting it because mm-hmm. the the actual word is not much longer to text, and I can't handle the w- the worry about whether you've understood the interpretation of the abbreviation I chose. Um, I really would never. I wouldn't try. I I understand what you're saying. I feel that to be a person in my life. You need to be, and this is not like you, Caroline, it's just people in general need to be comfortable with me using words that I've decided are words that are spelled in a certain way. And like, you just have to figure it out. So I have been using use in written, in a written format for many years. I think sometimes what helps is if you're saying like per use, like per usual, per use, that way there's context clues context. so that people know that you're saying usual, but Bitch, how are you spelling use? UJ. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I lean towards yeah, the I J's. wish I wish everyone could see how you said that too. You like leaned in with a pointy <laughs> little finger, you went UJ, and then you backed away from the mic. <laughs> mic drop. I decided that's how it's spelled. Um, yeah, I think I lean towards J's because my name starts with a J, maybe, because for both of these words, I definitely, you know, leaned on the J. But it's clear, per UJ, you know what I'm saying. My other word that I'm trying to get going, it is very much going in my circles, but now I'd like to announce it here, is textual like I love yeah I have been using this since college that's a very good one that you did invent it's like we'll we'll be textual we'll stay textual like if you are making plans with people and you're like yeah we'll play it by ear be textual that's very good like it's useful thank you um so everyone feel free to. I remember the first time you texted that to me I think I had to exclaim to you about it but you knew what it meant right away yeah and it just the genius of it blew my mind Cause it's Thank flirty. You. It's, it is exactly. What is that? A wait, what's the part, part, participle part. What's the grant grammatical? No one cares. It's a present participle. Is it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. What's a word that ends in ing? It is. It's a participle. Wow. Amazing. The form of a verb ending in ing. But this word does not end but, in ing. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. What are you saying? I, I realized I got confused. I realized I got confused. Is it a gerund? Is there a name for the is it words a ending in you? 
Oh, good idea. What is a gerund? Okay, so then ing is a gerund. We shall be. We'll be. We shall textual. be sexual. We shall be textual. Sexual is an adjective. Yeah, meaning that textual would be an adjective. Okay, cut all of that so I don't sound stupid. Yeah. Okay, none of that's allowed. I think this was a good exploration. <laughs> I hated it. A plus. I was really like I was the star student in Miss Capel's sixth grade yeah. English class. <laughs> that was my favorite class. I still think about her. She's a sweetie. She was a kook. Yeah. She was a sweet kook. Aren't they? Isn't that? The best thing about kooks. No, it's not all of them. It's not all of them. No. Okay, not all kooks are sweet, but are all sweeties kooks? No. Um. Well, I th- I would say that both of us are both. You think I'm a fucking sweet? Yeah, you're a sweet. You're a sweet sweet. And you think I'm a kook? You're a sweet sweet, and there is no question you're a kook. But you're a sweet oh, sweet. Oh, I would say you're sweet. I'll never forget when I was at your apartment last when we recorded that YouTube video, and afterwards we like left to go get a drink. And what did you say when we were walking out? It like tickled the (laughs) fuck out of me. It was like, we were just walking. We were leaving your place to go get a drink. And you just go like, oh, it it wasn't this. But the energy was like, oh, sweet home Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) With the energy. That is not. Oh, I think I said sweet as can be. Is that what I said? Yeah. You were like, oh, sweet as can be or sweet as pie. I said it I said it not really to anyone that's why you were tickled because I was saying it I just like yeah. I was doing work on my laptop and I closed it I talked to myself alone a lot and you just highlighted yeah. like I wasn't talking to you I was just expressing a transitional statement as I transitioned <laughs> from going yeah. from closing my laptop work to us walking out to go to the bar and the transition I needed was sweet as can be <laughs> it was precious I talk to myself alone a lot too, but it's very much, I mean, counter to what we were talking about earlier and kind of like your negative self-talk, I I truly have the opposite problem. Like, and I mean problem. It is a problem how positively I sometimes speak <laughs> Can to Can you do a reenactment of you hyping yourself in the middle of the afternoon? <laughs> yeah. The other day I was working on, I was like editing, editing a video for work, which no, that's not my job. I was just doing it. And, um... <laughs> I was playing back the video and I was so, I I just had such a long week. I was so tired. I like needed to amp myself up and I was proud of the output of my work. So I'm watching it and just muttering to myself, like, that's dope. That, that was sick. Like, whoa, who made this video? (laughs) Wait, are you saying it? Are you saying it in a way that you're not even aware you're saying it or are you? It just flowed out of me. Like. It just flowed out of me and not until Whoa. like the fourth Whoa. one was I like, oh, <laughs> I'm just hyping myself up so hard and it came so naturally to me. I just, I needed to because I had been alone here all should. day in front of the computer As working you fucking on it. should. And so I had to, I think the trend is though that it's after we are on our computers. <laughs> it's like, I was just staring at this screen for yeah. so long, which was like a weird self, like me in the screen. You're in a cone. Time yeah. time is different. And so then to remove yourself from it and like react to your work or close it and move on to something else, yeah. you have to say something out loud. Like I actually think this is true. Yeah, that's funny. It definitely happens after I've been like beat down. Because mm, you busted, you busted butt so hard. Why am I afraid to say ass? You busted ass so hard on that. Yeah, you are. Perfect. It's funny because- I feel like one of the things you're excited about with the podcast is um, being being uncensored, cursing. but I'm still scared. 
Yeah, nobody's here. Nobody's if people here. are listening to this, <laughs> nobody's here. Well, thanks everybody for being here. This was a fun one because we didn't really plan it at all. We're trying different approaches, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I kind of think it turned into a whole mood that we didn't even expect. Yeah, I think we just bippity bopped around, and I—that's my favorite thing to do with you. Thoughtin' and bopping. Ooh, did you just come up with that? I always bring it to thoughts. No, I've said that before. I told you I have a lot of phrases that I say and I just act like they're normal because I want them to seep into society. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're so, they're so good. Like I would have thought textual was happening in the world already. It is in corners of the world that I have influenced and I'm coming for the rest of it. Yeah. And it's a lot of corners that you've influenced. Okay. I'm going to say homework for the listeners. Get textual happening. Do your part. We can only do it together. Okay. Yep. Start using textual. You don't even need to give me credit. Give this podcast credit, like share it, like it, do the things. I don't, I don't care that much if you do it, if it, if you don't want to do it, this is something I used to love that you said on your YouTube videos when you first started was like, I don't really care if you follow, like, if you don't want to, if it's not like authentic to you, then just don't like, you don't need to subscribe. But if you want to, don't forget to, I support you. Yeah. Yeah. I support you in your dreams. It'll help you find us every week. It'll find you help. Find you help us. Nope. Time to end it. (laughs) Time to say bye. Sounds like the episode's (laughs) done. I will cut it off right there. Every time I hear the song Switch by Will Smith, that's the first song I ever- Don't now, Switch. Exactly. That one. First song I ever ground to. <laughs> you know how you always like faced your friends while you were grinding? Yes, and you which you needed to because your friends had to look over your shoulder and tell you if the guy was cute or not. It was cute you, not. Exactly. you don't look him in the eye. You never look him in the eye.